Welcome to Wizards and Pixie Dust podcast, where we talk about all things Disney and Universal related with your podcast hosts, Mary O'Hannon and Melissa Snyder. So today I'm going to be solo. This is Mary O'Hannon. You have me to yourself today to talk on the podcast. And I'm excited about this topic today because every year my husband and I go down to do Universal Studios Horror Nights. And it is one of our most favorite things to do. I am a big Halloween girl, as many of our listeners know. Um, If you're a first-time listener, (laughs) welcome to the world of Halloween time and fall. You will get a lot of great information about Disney and Universal. Um, If you're um, an existing listener coming back to listen to us again, thanks for coming again and listening. And today I'm here to talk about all things Horror Halloween Horror Night number 30 for Universal Orlando. So we were down there and we have annual passes to Universal um, in general. We just got them when we were down in August. So we'll have them for the next year. So my husband and I decided to do the parks during the day without the kids, which was so much more relaxing um, and not having to ride the cat in the hat ride for the thousandth time in one day. We only actually rode it once while we were down there. <laughs> but we did try to get on Velocicoaster a couple times. Unfortunately, it always stalls out on us when we get there. But one of the things I wanted to do when we got down there was called a Scarecrow Stalk that they are doing for this year. So last year, Universal upped their game and did some trick-or-treating over in Islands of Adventure for kids because they weren't doing anything for kids for many, many, many years. So they upped their game last year and started to do trick-or-treating in Islands of Adventure. So this year they've expanded it out to do a little bit more fun trick-or-treating and it goes throughout both parks. So if you're watching us through the YouTube video, I am holding up the map and showing you this. If you're listening through the podcast on one of our amazing stations like Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, uh, if you want to go over to our YouTube channel and check these maps out, you're more than welcome to. Um, This map shows you here that you have both islands, Universal Studios, and then just a few stores over in CityWalk. To, to get um, a stamp. So you collect these stamps on the map okay, for every destination. And it tells you the name of the shop here on the back of this little brochure. So what you do is you can go to any of these stores and you can start anywhere. You don't have to start at a specific place. You can start at any of these stores. You just go up, you tell them you wanna do the Scarecrow Stock. It is $10 to purchase a map, a bag, and they give you a nice size candy bar. Like it's the size of my hand. It is really nice size candy bar, okay? And the candy bars themselves are like $5, so it was worth it. And then they have trick-or-treating at each one of these stations throughout Islands of Adventure and Universal Orlando and CityWalk. So you just take your map in, you get out the bag that they give you, and you can say trick-or-treat. Some of the kids were really cute saying trick-or-treat. Um, we did not say trick-or-treat, but we just went up and we were like, we're here for the scarecrow stock. Um, and then each of the stores that are participating in this had a scarecrow in there. 
Okay, so it was actually more fun as adults to go around and check out the different scarecrows, which we're going to post them on our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are just wizards and pixie dust. So check those out. But each scarecrow was something that had to do with that store in general. So like if you went into the Fast and Furious, the scarecrow was a mechanic right next to one of the really cool cars. Um, in Men in Black, store and universal the scarecrow was an alien which was really cute um did i have a favorite i don't know they were all really good i know over in toontown at toon extra there was a scarecrow that was like a teacher and that one was really cool because i just love when um we give shout outs to teachers during school years just to say an appreciation thank you for all you do um, so that one I thought was really, really cool as well. Um, so yeah, this was a great um, fun activity that you can do. And it goes actually until the end of October. October 31st is the last day. There's 14 locations and you just go to any one of these locations to initially start. They'll give you the candy at that location. Um, even though we had one bag, many of the times they put two of the candy in there, one for each one of us, which was really nice. So check out our Facebook and um, Instagram pages, and we'll be posting those scarecrows soon. All right, so let's move on to Horror Nights. So this was the 30th anniversary for Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. It is crazy to think that in 1991 was the first year that they did this, okay? Like, it, and, and some people had shirts that they were wearing that they, they purchased from the 90s. I mean, it was crazy, okay? Like, if you're a Horror Nights fan, you're a Horror Nights fan. Um, but just uh, letting you know, it is not recommended for children 13 and under. Some of the houses can be quite scary for those types of things in general. But this year's theme, Obviously, the main house that everybody wanted to see was Beetlejuice. Loved, loved, loved. So my husband and I were in Universal Studios. And if you're in the park and you have your ticket on you for Horror Nights, there are corrals throughout Universal that you can get into around 5 o'clock. Okay, so every night they do horror nights, the park closes at 5 p.m. And you need to try to be in one of those corrals by 5 p.m. or they're going to kick you out of the park. So we had our tickets with us and we got into the corral. And once you're in that corral, then you can decide which house, haunted house, line you want to get into. So um, my husband and I are huge fans of Beetlejuice. Um, you know, we just absolutely love Beetlejuice and Winona Ryder and everything with that movie. I mean, it was just just a, a, a really well done movie for the 90s <laughs> um, before all CGI and stuff came out. So we got in the corral and we want we got in the line for the Beetlejuice house. So we got in our corral around 450. And that you're allowed to use bathrooms, you're allowed to get drinks and food while you're waiting in line. Now, we were told that Horror Nights does not open until 6.30 p.m., so we could be in this corral until 6.30 p.m., 
which means then you would be in this corral for an hour and a half, which can be a long time because 5 p.m. to 6.30 could be, you know, dinner time and whatnot. So what we did was we got in our corral. We were fine. We had plenty of water. We weren't really hungry or anything like that. And I will tell you this. Universal had that park cleared in 20 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, I just was floored. Okay. I honestly, like, luckily we found a little spot to sit in that was shaded because that Florida sun will beat on you. And I was thinking, okay, we're going to be sitting here for an hour and a half. So I got out my phone, returned emails to clients, played some games. You know, I had this whole thing planned of what I was going to do while we were sitting in this corral. And by 5.23, our line started to move. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe they just, you know, opened it up in another area. Let's see how this works out, right? We were moving and moving and moving and moving and moving and moving all the way up until we got into the house of Beetlejuice. We were in Beetlejuice's house by 5.30, 5.35, and we're out by 5.40, Okay. I was amazed <laughs> that Universal cleared that park as fast as it did, because as soon as we came out of the house, we were allowed to go wherever we wanted in Universal Studios, any of the other houses, any of that, it all opened up. It was absolutely amazing because there are a couple times that we had done the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, and unfortunately, it seems to take Disney forever to come up with a system to clear the park. And I'm never sure why it takes them so long. And I kind of assumed it was just something that, you know, people are slow, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But Universal had it down. So I give props to Universal on clearing that park. Now, we did the Beetlejuice house. And if you're a Beetlejuice fan and you've never been to Horror Nights, what Universal does is really give you an immersive experience with these houses. Okay, so if you've seen these movies and you go through these houses, you are literally like in the movie. Okay, now obviously you can't go scene by scene by scene. However, there are so many parts of the Beetlejuice movie, and I don't want to give it away because it is literally the beginning of October and I'm going down again in just a few weeks to go to Horror Nights because I loved it so much. But I don't want to ruin anybody's surprises. But if you have a favorite scene, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in that movie, okay? It is so, so good. And my husband and I, before we got in the house, did a little bet as to which characters we would see while going through the house. And I think he won. I think he got more characters on, of his that he thought he was going to see than me. But you do see a lot of them. And of course, there's the iconic shrimp table scene and everything like that. Uh, Big Snake, all of that stuff is in there. It is absolutely an amazing, an amazing house, the Beetlejuice Haunted House. The other big popular house this year is Netflix, um, The Haunting of Hill House. So that Netflix has come out with two different series with The Haunting um, series and uh, the haunting of Hill House was the first one. So if you had seen it last year, uh, this was another house. This house, I 
I had seen the series. I loved the series. A great, great concept. Loved that the guy from ET was in there. Amazing. <laughs> um, but for this, for me, this house fell a little flat. It was extremely dark in there. You couldn't see, um, which was fine. It is a haunted house. I don't always expect to see, but this house in particular was really, really dark. Um, so when some of the characters came out of the shadows and stuff like that, even them coming out, I couldn't see them. Um, so that was a little disappointing. So I felt like this house could have been a lot more well done than it was, but it was still a really good house for sure. Um, Horror Night Icons captured. So interesting enough, there is an actual entire story behind Horror Nights and the, the master of Horror Nights, Jack the Clown. And then you have various other Horror Night icons, like the storyteller and the caretaker and some other ones. And that house was brilliantly placed um, and had all of the icons in there at least one time. And that house was really well put together. You could see the characters. You could feel the, the intenseness of it, too. Uh, the people, the actors who were in there did it a, such an amazing job, for sure. Um, that was another really big house this year that people liked, for sure. Um, there was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I am not a chainsaw person. They kind of scare me a little bit. But this house was really well built, for sure. Um, not as many chainsaws as I thought there was going to be, but it was built spectacular, uh, true to that area of where it takes place. You will love this house if you go through it, for sure. Um, Bride of Frankenstein Lives. So we have done the classic Monsters House a couple of years ago at Universal Horror Nights, and I have to say it was absolutely one of my favorite houses. That was the year of Stranger Things and Us. But that house in particular was one of my favorite. And so I was thinking that maybe this would be along that lines where they would have some things in there. But this was really interesting of um, the Bride of Frankenstein lives and something happens to Frankenstein and she's trying to bring him back. So as you're going through the house, you see various creatures that she's trying to use to make to bring him back to life and all this stuff. And then at the very end, does he come back or does he not come back? So it was really brilliantly put together house, I thought. Um, right there by um, the rocket roller coaster, but it never had a long line. I'm not sure why, but it was a great house for sure. Um, <clears throat> Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. So this house came out last year. They brought this house out last year as a preview as it was supposed to be part of the 2020 um, Halloween and they had people go through. Um, I was excited to see this house just to see experience it. Um, this house, I definitely would not recommend for kids under the age of 13. It was extremely gory to the point where towards the end, I was just happy to get out of the house because <laughs> it was just, gore after gore after gore after gore. Um, so, but again, really well done. The story behind it uh, was really cool, I thought. Um, little boy did not believe in the tooth fairy. So the tooth fairy, um, I guess, went crazy on it. <laughs> 
and his whole family and so on and so on. Um, so there was an interesting story for sure, but very, very gory. So Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, not for those under the age of 13. All righty, let's see. We have about four more houses left. So Puppet Theater, Captivate, uh, Captive Audience. Uh, this was a really good, this was a really good put together house as well. Um, a couple like the puppets take over the theater and like kill people, which was a really good storyline. And actually one of our favorite characters was in this house. It was a puppet that was like a little troll puppet. It was really funny. Like it was, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but it came across really funny. Um, so when my husband and I were recapping the various actors in the house that we liked, um, or the characters in the house we liked, we both said this one was our favorite. So this one character in puppet theater was our definitely our favorite. So a good one. Um, if you're not a puppet person or you're scared of puppets, I can't really say that there was a lot of crazy puppets in here to think about. It was more people dressed up like puppets. So hopefully that would help you out. All right, welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. This one was pretty good. Um, I love how it says based in a small town in Ohio. Because <laughs> we live in Pittsburgh, not far from Ohio. Um, but it, it was just a lot of um, random creatures in this house. Uh, I don't know if this is a movie. Uh, I have to look into this one a little bit more for the next time when I go down in a couple weeks, but it was a good house, but I, I, it's definitely towards the lower end of my list. And one of those ones where I would say, you know, if you have the little ones, 13 and younger might not be the best house for them to go through because these crazy bloody things pop out all the time. All right. So let's get to our last two. Now, Beetlejuice, yes, was definitely our favorite. However, these last two houses were phenomenal and we were not sure how we were gonna like them, all right? Let me start with the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin. So when you walk into this house, they have all of these plastic pumpkins that you, know, you can get at like any of the local craft stores and cut them out. You can get any of these pumpkins and they have them up and lit up. So you need to go into this house at night when these pumpkins are lit up. It is so cool. I'm going to be posting a picture on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So please, please, please make sure to check over there and find those out. Um, the whole idea is this pumpkin king takes over. And as you're walking through the house, you don't really realize it, but you're moving from like above ground to underground. And then the best part is when you're in a pumpkin that is living and breathing. And when you start walking through this pumpkin, you are just like amazed. I was just, we were both like thrown and amazed. And we both agreed that this was our, one of our top favorite houses, the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin. This one is good for little kids. Honestly, this one is not that scary. Um, a lot of pumpkin stuff, but overall really good. And then this came out of nowhere, this last house, to be honest with you guys. I. I had no idea. It's called Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. Just even listening to the title, it doesn't make any sense, right? And is the idea here, I'm looking at the map, it says, follow the trail of a private eye as an investigation into the supernatural leads you into a dark world of ghouls and terrifying creatures, okay? 
So we went through this house last, our first night when we did this. And we were going through the house and I was a little bit confused. There was like a private eye and it says, okay, October of 1991. And then all of a sudden you're in October of 1946. And then there's aliens running around. And then like, there's all these different scenes for different things. And the scenes themselves in this house are so intricate that when you're walking through, if you're scared and you go through fast, you will really miss the great detail that they did for each scene, which I think I missed some of it the first night. I saw a couple things. So I made note when we went in the second night of the things I definitely wanted to see. So the thing that I noted on the second night was as you were walking from one room to the next, there is a poster board on the wall. And that poster board is indicating which chapter of this novel book, private eye thing that this guy has, you're coming up to with what aliens. So each room is a different chapter in this. And then you come back out in 1991. Brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I, I can, I just can't imagine how many people this is, house is lost on, but I literally loved this house. I thought, what a brilliant idea to actually do almost like, um, like if you're a comic book fan, every page you turn, there's a new storyline kind of thing. Like it was just so cool. And then all the aliens that they came up with or different creatures that they came up with was so amazing. Like, I just was like, wow. So if you guys are going to Halloween Horror Nights, go through this house slow and check out the detail because you will be amazed at the detail for sure. All right, so those are the houses and that I think between the scarecrow stock and the houses, I'm gonna stop this podcast because it might be getting a little bit long. So on the next one, I'm gonna talk about, it's gonna be about the scare zones, what rides were open, the shows. Oh my God, the shows, guys. I, I can't wait to talk about these shows. These shows were absolutely amazing. And then we have to talk about the food, okay? Like we have to talk about the food because my husband and I ate dinner every night in Universal and tried all the different food stands. And I, I just can't wait to tell you guys about the food. So stay tuned. I will do another podcast in a few days about the Horror Nights. And until then, guys, make sure to check out our Wizards and Pixie Dust page, uh, wizardsandpixiedust.com. Check us out on social media, wizardsandpixiedust.com, um, Wizards and Pixie Dust on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. All right, guys, see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.